This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Week 4 Best Bets, provided by DraftKings Sportsbook. That's where you gotta go. You wanna get them bets down, DraftKingsportsbook.com. Reminder to smash the like button for the episode. Sub to the channel on YouTube and download, subscribe, rate, review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast that would really help us out you want more information there is a free newsletter you can sub to down in the description comes out three times a week during football season and constantly gets updated day after day when any new information comes up you want to track injuries it is the best place on the internet to do so the DraftKings listeners league is open as well uh spots are dwindling so you should probably go get yours right now it's down in the description too joining me to break it all down for the fourth consecutive week Live from a hotel room where the lighting is fantastic and not just sun in your face with his new fucking haircut. It is yeah, nice lid. Bobby Pizzas. What's going on, pal? I'm doing well. I'm just in Cincinnati for Thursday night football this week. So gonna enjoy some Bengals Dolphins tonight. But uh, <laughs> in Cincinnati. Yeah. That's it, the last thing I would say. Pozzola Pat, out of all the places, Cincinnati. Like what the hell's going on here? It's amazing. It's Go my Bengals. home away from home. I've seen a, a lot of Bengals games here. I'm a big fan. I, I hit up Cedar Point on the on the way home uh, in Sandusky, Ohio. Unfortunate name. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the lighting here, I just, like, connected my laptop, and it's about a million times better than I could have possibly expected it, you know, in my own place. So uh, maybe hotel rooms are the way I'm going to go for the future. Cam, I don't know if you yes. caught any of uh, what Cust went into, but I feel like you're a man who – enjoys himself potentially two meals at once or at least back in the day you're looking too slim and trim for two meals at once now but tim got tim got triggered that on his mcdonald's app it said that two can dine for like 15.99 i always oh yeah and 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 tim felt embarrassed uh shamed because he wanted to eat it all himself and he didn't want to ask the drive-thru people to give him the two for one for the two people because he was going to eat it all himself now we told him you shouldn't care about that eat what you want but you never got shamed about things like that did you I take pride in two for dine. It's a it's a way better price point, right? Like, how do you eat? And, and another thing is, you're doing the two for nine with uh, two for dine for breakfast. Who the hell has one sausage McMuffin? They're the uh, size okay. of like you see yeah. the way those burgers are now. Like when we were kids, the Whopper was a Whopper. The Burger King chicken sandwich is a sub. All these burgers, like chips and coffee. Remember Andy Rooney? Right? Ah, you ever look into coffee? Like they're, they're, the granules are at the half. These burgers. Have you seen the size of the burgers? Are children's burgers? I, I I need. I never, never, never walk into McDonald's and say, "Can I have the regular?" I always get two, two, two for dine. I get one sausage, then I get one bacon, then I get two hash browns, a coffee, and a juice. That's the way I do it. It's a it's a way better deal. Who gets one? Like it's for children. Mm-hmm. Well, would you uh, agree, Rob? And you yeah, guys are skinny. I, listen, I I get two egg McMuffins on the way to the golf course whenever I play in the morning. Every time, I, I one is just not satisfying enough, and I'm a skinny guy. I weigh 160 pounds, so I can only imagine for a, a, a bigger dude how they would feel about that. But I mean, if, for Tim, like I, I wouldn't find that embarrassing personally. I mean, what, what's the problem with that? Just go give him the coupon to can dine. 
say you got, you know, the wife at home or the girlfriend or whatever, and you got to, you know, no, even, no Rob, one's even going to say You don't anything. have to explain yourself. I, just I, order I, the food. <laughs> there doesn't have agreed. to be a friend or a dog or anybody else in the damn car. <laughs> just grab the bag, tell them run it through the garden twice, and then hit, hit the accelerator. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with that. I'm just saying in case something came up where they're like, oh, there's only one person in the car. No one's going to say that. Absolutely no one's going to say that. But you can easily say it's for someone else. I, I don't understand, like, I don't get the embarrassment with that. It's I agree with Cam. I mean, like, I, I stopped in McDonald's on the way yesterday. I got a Big Mac and two junior chicken sandwiches. I ate three burgers to myself. That's just the way that the size of these burgers are nowadays. You got to, you know, sometimes you're just going to consume a, a little bit more. So, um, no, I mean, I, I I don't know why Tim would be embarrassed by that. You ever yeah. notice, Rob, too, the McDonald's, uh, their, their new McDouble scam? It used to be way cheaper, and now they put it in the same price point as a double cheeseburger. That used to be my move, but they're on top of this stuff now. It's basically like 10 cents less. It used to be way less. Like the, McDouble, the McDouble was a much better value play than the double cheeseburger. Back in the day, you could go to Tim Hortons, and instead of getting a BLT, you could get a bagel, add bacon, add lettuce, add tomato, mm -hmm. and they punch it in like that and it come out to like a couple bucks cheaper than the actual BLT. And they've since been wise to that scam and they're no longer doing it. So no, anyone out there, you know, I, will, you I wouldn't even call the S word. I just call that sav being a savvy consumer. That's oh, just I, smart. That's not I, a scam. Sometimes right? just do the math, right? You're like, yeah. oh, this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense and you get the exact same sandwich, but you just punch it in differently on the machine, which I mean, th that shouldn't happen from the Tim Horton side of things. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in tune with these things, Cam. You got to, you know, listen, I'm not a cheap guy, but you know, and you can save a, a buck here or there, it adds up, right? Pat, I have to agree. Like I'm looking at Pozzola, like his hair part looks absolutely like, I don't know what this guy did. Like he literally rolls like he's in an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. He doesn't look like he touched a drop. <laughs> He wa he's waking up fresh. Like, I never look like that in the morning. Like, I am, I, I'm a basket case. You look good, Rob. You're taking care of yourself. I appreciate that. I just, uh, I woke up half an hour ago, had a shower. I don't know what's different about today. It's the lighting. It's honestly the lighting of this room that changes everything. Pat, if we were in a hotel in Cincinnati, what would we look like? Probably not very good. I'd look great. Come on now, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to that. I got killed in Dayton, Ohio. But that's a story for another day. Let's let's roll. All right. Last week, we crushed it. Again, we are off to a very hot start on the season. The gold picks, 3-0. and Once again, that brings us to 8-1 and for the year for each of our three best bets throughout the course of the first three weeks. 2-1 and on the silvers. The Buffalo Bills let me down, but we are 8-1 and on silver picks so far this season. The bronze, eh, not so hot. 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Houston got me the push. Three, five, and one for the year. So, you know, two games below 500 on the bronze, but the two best selections from both from all three of us are seven games above 500 throughout the course of the year. So nowhere to go but down from this point. I will kick things off with the gold picks because I found this board incredibly difficult to figure out this mm -hmm. week. And there's only one game that really just jumps out to me and like, hey, Pat, you need to bet this side. You might lose, but this just feels like the right side based on where these two teams are at at the moment. And that is going to be Tennessee plus three and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. I don't understand why the Colts, who are potentially the worst team in football, are getting three points. Now, last week, Rob, you made the Indianapolis Colts your, your gold pick. Uh, I was on the Colts last week. It just felt like the wrong number, a complete trap spot everyone in the world wanting to bet the Chiefs even the comment section as we went through this it's like Rob I like you and everything but there's nothing in the world that would get me off betting the Chiefs this week and the Chiefs should have won the game by a million points their kicker couldn't do yep. anything they looked disinterested it looked like they were trying to lose the game now that's probably not going to be the case when you have two one and two teams right now and although the Colts run defense is especially good even at this moment Containing Derrick Henry is a completely different type of thing. And even from last week, we saw that Tannehill was lighting up the Raiders in the first half. Now, I don't know who the Colts are getting back on defense. It just seems to me like three and a half is too large of a number for the Colts to be laying at this point of the season based on how they've played, Rob. Yeah, so I agree with you. I, I think I complain a lot about the losses. I, it, I think it's fair to point out that I, I believe the Colts were the wrong side last week, despite the fact that they won the game outright as you know, five and a half point underdog, uh, everything broke in their favor, right? They had the opening kickoff fumble, which they had a short field to work with. Uh, Harrison Butker being out for the Chiefs, the Chiefs tried a fake field goal on like fourth and 10 because their kicker had already previously missed. They missed an extra point. It was just a kind of like a, a comedy of errors for KC more than Indianapolis winning that game. 
including that unsportsmanlike conduct on the final drive would have been a punt for Indianapolis. Uh, one of the Chiefs defenders got into Matt Ryan's face. It's a first down. They go on to win the game. So uh, I don't think highly of the Colts. I'm not upgrading them because they beat the Chiefs last week. For me, this is a Titans or nothing game. It happens to be a nothing game, but I will say that, you know, I, I looked at the injury report for Indianapolis, the Wednesday one. It's pretty dire right now. They're probably going to get Shaq Leonard back this week. He had a full practice, but Ryan Kelly, their center, is uh, did, did not practice. Stephon Gilmore did not practice. Yannick Ngakwe did not practice. Julian Blackman did not practice. So it's it's a really bad injury report for them to start the week. And the one thing I will say uh, about you know Tennessee Indianapolis, particularly in this matchup, I, I didn't think like uh, you know I didn't think Matt Ryan was washed going into the year. There's still a chance he might turn it around or could turn it around, even though he's 37, but not behind this O line right now. Like this O-line is giving up tons and tons of pressure and they can't even really run the ball the way that they used to either. So uh, I could not lay this price with the Colts. I agree with you, Pat. I made this game, you know, clo much closer to three, even two and a half than I did three and a half. So I, I'm, I'm leaning Titans this week. It's funny you say you were on like the, the Colts were the wrong side of that game last week. It felt like there was two games that kind of went the opposite way because Cam, it really did feel watching every snap of the Bills Dolphins game that the Bills were the right side of the game. They just screwed everything up. <laughs> they did. And everyone's going, oh, Ken Dorsey's a psycho freaking out. You know what? I want to see emotion from my coordinator. I want to see the guy smashed up. They outgain these guys by a million. And then another thing, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I talked about this on other shows, but what do you think about like at the end of the game when the referee's waddling and struggling to get the ball just to get it back to snap it down? Is there something we can do about this scenario? Like I just find it at the end of games very frustrating. Like if a referee's in good shape and fast and coordinated, you actually might get a playoff. And if the guy's an old bumbling fool or fat, uh, usually he's pretty slow. And then you know what I mean. You're going to lose the game. I don't know. There's so many things about the NFL that they like to keep, uh, you know, inconsistent, like no microchips or anything like that. It's just that bothers me when I'm watching teams wait for a referee to put the ball to center uh, to, to spike it. I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's it's frustrating to watch, right? Like, especially if you bet on that team. But at the end of the day, the teams have to know that as well, right? Yeah, they, I understand. Yeah. Right. And like I last year, I was watching Peyton Manning on the Manning cast. I can't remember which game came down to the wire where he's just like, you got to hand the ball to the referee. You got to hand the ball to the referee. And one guy flipped it to him and he dropped mm -hmm. it and it, it was game over. So yeah. I, I think it's on coaching at that point. But I agree with you, Cam, like the, the end game scenario. Sometimes they, you, you watch and you're like, how do I how do I bet on this stuff? Exactly. Like it's, it's crazy how some of this stuff you know, matters in football. Well, Rob, I have Tennessee as my gold pick. Who are you taking as your gold pick this week? I'm going to go probably uh, ex extremely ugly here again, but I cannot get to this number, so I'm going to take New England plus nine and a half at Green Bay. Um, obviously, downgrade from Mac Jones to Brian Hoyer. I think we've seen enough of Brian Hoyer throughout his career now to know what he is at this point. However, I don't think I trust Green Bay now, at least not enough to cover these types of numbers. And New England is being priced essentially like they are Chicago. Because if you go back to week two, when the Packers hosted the Chicago Bears, that game closed Packers minus 10 plus 105. New England with Brian Hoyer and this defense are not the Chicago Bears. They're better than that overall. Uh, I think, uh, you know, again, this is like purely a numbers play, but the Patriots have been better than people I think give them credit for. Like they held the Dolphins offense to 13 points in week one. Now they didn't score all that much in that game, but they actually moved the ball a lot onto Miami side of the field and then drives bogged down. They beat Pittsburgh in week two only by a field goal, but they're leading the majority of that game. And on top of that, the yardage differential was pretty big in New England's favor in terms of yards per play last week. Honestly, they played Baltimore well. It was a close game. The, the play that, flip, that flipped the game was the Nelson Aguilar fumble, where Kyle Hamilton chased him down from behind, punched the ball out, and that was it. You know, Baltimore went the other way and scored. But I think New England's better than people give them credit for. First game with the backup quarterback, we do see this a lot in the league, where just teams play up in that type of spot. And Green Bay, to me, not deserving of this price tag as of yet, considering what we've seen out of their offense through three weeks, which is nowhere close to what we'd expect from Green Bay's offense. So, Patriots plus nine and a half. That's my goal this week. That's down from ten and a half at the open, too, once we knew that Hoyer was playing quarterback. Cam, I think the big thing about this game that people are overlooking is that when you look at the advanced numbers, at least, through three weeks of the season, 
Green Bay has the worst rush defense in the league, and if that's going to be the case with Brian Hoyer, the, the more you can minimize the amount of times he throws, you can just utilize Ramondre. You can utilize Damian Harris to shrink this game down. That's not to say they're going to win, but when you're into a situation where both teams really want to run the ball, the clock never stops, the play gets a lot slower, these are not high pace of pace teams anyway, that in these smaller, shortened games, these points become more valuable. I agree. Take a look at the Dallas situation. Oh, I'm going to bet against the Cowboys because of Cooper Rush. He's been fantastic. He's 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 managing the game. They they're act, actually we've talked about this. Pozzola adding Pollard on some of these plays mm-hmm. because the guy's the electric guy, and their defense has been better too. But I don't think there's so much of a downgrade too. Hoyer's been in the league for a long time. I'm not going to see he's great. And I will say though, I think Bill Belichick might have a shorter leash. Uh, Bailey Zappi was a very good quarterback at Western Kentucky, and maybe he'll he'll get a shot. He'll give Hoyer a chance. But I'm with you. It's New England or nothing. I'm not laying nine and a half, ten points with Green Bay. No, thank you. All right, Cam, gold pick, please. Well, I'm going back to Buffalo Bill. I know that was a tough, tough game in Miami, but these guys dominated the game. A lot of things went wrong in that game. And I'll tell you, I think they're going to have a game plan for Lamar Jackson. And, you know, this is the thing about the NFL. Week to week, it was just a very, very difficult game. And Buffalo outyarded them, right? I think they played pretty decent. Miami's a good team. But you know what? Three points on the road, Baltimore. I still don't think the Ravens are real. So give me Buffalo Bill. Nobody circles the wagons like the Bills. I think they win this game by 11 to 14. I actually think they dominate. Yeah, this is how I felt last week against Miami, and I felt like it should have got there. And then the moment they get into these close games, that they're not the best. It seems like the pressure, yeah. not necessarily the pressure gets to Allen, just he tries to do too much, and then he gets out of his rhythm. And Miami forced them to check down all the time. Here's the issue, Rob, because I didn't think that the secondary was going to be an issue for Buffalo last week, and it wasn't. Like, they had one play go over the top of them. That was it. Unfortunately, like, I mean, yeah, the stats say Tua throws the ball downfield really well, but it's in the limited times that he actually does throw downfield, like deep. Lamar can pick you apart deep. He's either going to run or he's going to chuck it deep over the top, and they have enough playmakers to go do that that I think Baltimore might actually be able to take advantage of this banged-up secondary. Yeah, I agree with you, but Baltimore's hit a lot of explosive plays this year. That's kind of been their bread and butter. They don't really drive the field a whole lot, but they hit a lot of big plays, and, and we've seen that over the course of the year so far. I mean, Buffalo's injury report is what's most concerning. It depends on whether they get guys back or not. Uh, Jordan Poyer, especially a, a guy they could use in the secondary, but what Buffalo's done this year, for the most part, um, is you know drop into coverage. They basically send four on every down, and they play as much coverage as possible, and notoriously or or historically, I should say, throughout his career, that's like Lamar Jackson beats that type of defense. So far this year, though, he has not been beating that defense. It's been the complete opposite, where if he has time, if he's not um, blitzed, excuse me, he has not been able to throw into coverage. I think part of that is just because the Ravens don't have a great complement of receivers there overall. There's not a lot of guys that can can get separation when they have to go into double teams and so on and so forth. Um, he has been using Mark Andrews as a, as an outlet. I, I think, I, I mean, I, I agree with this. So I, I lean Buffalo. The big concern for me is, and historically speaking, again, if you look at teams that were on the field for as much as Buffalo's offense was over the course of last week, and then look at their numbers the following week, there's a pretty sharp drop off. Uh, anyone who watched the Bills Dolphins game knows how many of the Bills like receivers, offensive linemen were basically laying on the floor in the second half because they had cramps. They were like water break. The humidity was killing them in that game. And um, 90 plus plays offensively, typically speaking, the following week, uh, the offense just doesn't perform as well. I can't I don't really know why I don't have a hypothesis, but um, I, I'm hoping Buffalo gets some players back on defense and I will also bet them this week. Yeah, I, I I would lean Buffalo. I believe I picked Buffalo against the spread. I think I'm going to stay. I How do you feel about the over in this if both defenses are so – both defenses are like shells at this point. And, like, the Bills don't punt anyway. So this just might be a boat race situation. It's not like Baltimore has had any problems putting points up on the board. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it, just nowadays it's so hard to bet an over in the 50s in the NFL. Scoring is way down. The median NFL score this year has been 40 points. That's, you know, I think last year was 45. The year before that was even higher than that. So um, that's the challenge with the totals in the 50s. I bet Miami Buffalo over last week, lost that bet. At halftime, it looked great. It was 14-14. Both teams were moving the ball. And then you just get like one run of play 
where there's seven or eight minutes without scoring and, and the, the over is cooked. So um, I also think just the way that Buffalo plays defense uh, in terms of limiting the big play is not conducive with overs generally, despite the fact that their offense is so good. Okay, let's get into the silver selections of the week. Try to build on that eight and one record. Cam, would you like uh, to can st- I ask you a quick can I ask you a quick question? I'm yes. just concerned. When I did my Buffalo pick, it didn't look like I had any internet bars, but you're set telling me it came through. I, heard I can't it. tell. I heard it. I heard That's- it and I watched it. Oh man, you guys, I'm this is okay because I can't tell when it's like not on off. Okay, I'm just. Man, I'm a stooge. But anyway, yeah. What you want me to start with the silver? Go. What you're saying? Yeah, go for it. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for being so understanding too. I'm a little bit off my game today, no, but you know what? No we're gonna problem. go with uh, we're gonna go with the Houston Texans. Houston Texans as my uh, silver pick. I don't care the Jeffs Chargers. Man, this team has got major problems. Bosa's out. Offensive line issues. Herbert's still hurt. And I'll tell you one thing about the Texans. They still grind. I think five and a half people are going to look to jump back on the Chargers train. They got decimated by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Houston's live dog. I think they can win this game outright. I'll take the five and a half. This is the problem this week. I like, like as usual, five or six games all the same. And I just hope I pick the right ones. But I'm going to go with the Houston Texans, guys. I think money line is in a play. So I'm just going to take the five and a half. I think they can battle all day long. Not sold on the lightning bolts. The the one, I mean, I took the Texans last week, and when Davis Mills had the ball on his own 20, I was like, here we go. This game's going to end in a tie. I'm going to end up uh, covering this game. No sweat, because Chicago's not scoring again. That's not going to be a thing. And then Davis Mills went full Davis Mills, turns it over. They just have to take a few knees, and that's the absolute end of the game for me. End up with a push in it. It does feel like the Texans are just going to play people close, though. I mean, what are they? They're still unbeaten against the spread. They're 2-0-1, oh, and, and it feels like a lot of respect for the Chargers. The only thing would be, I mean, Houston beat L.A. last year when L.A. was running much closer to full health. It does seem like they will get Keenan Allen back, as mentioned, like Slater and uh, Bosa are both going to be out. But did you know, Rob, that the Texans have a top five pass rush right now? I did. Uh, The the Texans' defense is better than people give them credit for. Um, Davis Mills is also much better at home than he is on the road over the course of his career. I'm not a big fan of home road splits for most most players, but when you see stuff as drastic as Davis Mills um, in his home road dichotomy, I think that you know, that's something that you just can't ignore. I do think that people are are slightly underrating the Chargers, though. They do have injuries, but also it is looking positive in terms of Keenan Allen being back, like you mentioned, Pat, uh, J.C. Jackson as well, and Corey Lindsley, their center. So they do lose their left tackle. They do lose Bosa, uh, but they are probably going to get some players back in the lineup. I, I don't have a strong feel for the game. Typically speaking, after a Chargers blowout, like the, the, the loss that they suffered last week, I would look to them the following week as being an undervalued team. With that said, they are losing significant contributors. I just wonder if these teams played a week ago, what's the line in the game? You're probably looking at Chargers minus seven, something along those lines. Because of that, I I don't really want to – I don't want to call it chasing the price with Houston, but I don't feel like I'm getting enough with Houston to bet it. I prefer the Houston side of this game, Cam. I'm not too worried about that. I don't think it's going to make one of my three picks, but it was – the short list for what I was considering this week. I just wonder about Herbert. Like, is Herbert, if he's feeling yeah. better and he's closer to 100%, where he just clearly wasn't a week ago, and ribs take a while to heal, obviously, and that's really going to hurt your throwing motion. But if he's uh, 50% better than he was last week, then I th- feel like it's a bit of a different story. Will you guys not agree, though? Like, okay, I know you want to play the game, and I played hockey, and I've been concussed, and all those things happen. You still want to get out there. That game was lost versus Jacksonville. Yep. Like, wave the flag. Like, what are you doing? You're sacrificing your season in a game that you're getting murdered by, and these guys are still playing. Like, I didn't understand anything about that game. You knew you were going to lose, and now you risk even further injury. Not impressed. I know, Herbert, a player always wants to play, but as a coaching staff, you got to step up and say the party's over. You're done. It's uh, it's time for uh, Mr. Uh, you-know-who-it-is, uh, Chase Daniel. Yep. Daniel time. If you want more on Brandon Staley's decision to keep Justin Herbert into the game, highly recommend that you check out the Pat Mayo Experience Week 4 Spread Show featuring a Jeff Feinberg meltdown, because that's always great yeah, fun. I, I agree with Jeff. <laughs> yeah, he, he has a right to meltdown. It was ridiculous. You could have lost your star player. Just but it's it, The game was lost, man. Like, don't worry about things now. Worry about things later. Like, you yep. can't lose your season to a, a Jacksonville team that's murdering you. Party's over. Wave the flag. Rob, did, Rob, did you know that Cam's <laughs> bandwidth is low on his video? 
He's back. You're back, Cam. That's great news. What's going on? You're fine. Oh. You're fine. Don't worry about it. So Houston plus five and a half for Cam. Rob, what's your silver pick? Um, I would. <laughs> this is very close to being my gold, but the possibility of the game being moved is what made me drop it to silver. I like the Bucks. Um, they've been bet a little bit in market right now, so plus one at DraftKings. I think the Bucks should be favored at home to the Chiefs. Um, I, I think a lot of people are really down. The game on could be played in Minneapolis, Rob. And that's could be completely played underst- there, right? Minneapolis. That's going to yeah, be Chiefs right. fans travel, that's don't you I think? Sta- that's how I started the breakdown, which is why oh. I dropped it from gold to silver. It could yeah. be moved. Yeah. I feel like I'm yeah. in a freaking okay, soft show right now. Everything's cut. I can barely hear you. I don't know if yep. I'm being heard pat like i'm sorry what's happening to this connection right now i don't even a storm out you're fine man hurricane come in man if you drop out again i will let you know okay thanks pat yeah i know you're sorry i just i'm just confused worried so but so you like the bucks here it looks like they're getting almost like evans is back for sure godwin and julio are both practicing i still worry about the offensive line though well, so Donovan Smith, their left tackle is practicing, albeit it was in a limited capacity. It was like kind of a 50-50 as whether whether or not he was going to play last week, and he didn't end up playing. So I'm optimistic. But ultimately, I do think the Bucks' offense is going to figure it out at some point. It's just that they've had so many moving pieces in and out of that lineup. Um, week one, they had the full complement of weapons. They didn't really put up a lot of points against Dallas. They just bogged down in the red zone, though. They did move the ball up and down the field in that game. And a lot of people are just ignoring the other side of the ball. The Bucks' defense has been really good. Like that first week against Dallas, they held Dak Prescott to a field goal. They limited the Saints a few weeks ago to like pretty much nothing. They held the Packers to 14 last week. Green Bay couldn't score during their last nine possessions last week. So Tampa Bay really put the clamps down. And on KC's side of things, their O-line is allowing pressure at the third worst rate in the entire league. The Bucks have the sixth best defense in terms of generating pressure this year. Uh, I don't agree with the price. I, I really don't. It's the second week in a row that I'm going to fade Kansas City, but uh, Tampa Bay, in right now, this game is scheduled to be a home game for Tampa Bay, and I think that's being you know has to be priced into market. I would definitely make them a favorite here. So uh, I like the Bucks this week. Okay, so we'll get to my silver pick. I, I really only like one game this week, which is really unfortunate. So I'm going to have to go scumming for what yeah. I perceive as value in terms of what the numbers tell me versus what maybe the public perception of these teams are you know who is two and one yeah they've had a weaker schedule and the entire narrative cam about them is that they're absolutely god-awful yet the numbers would say they're one of the 10 best teams of the league through three weeks and no one in their right mind would actually say that do you know what team i'm talking about difficult difficult Two and one, awful. Two and one, awful is the Giants, right? Bears? I, no, no, two, two and one. I mean, yes. I mean, the, the Bears, Bears. The Bears and Giants, yes. <laughs> but we, I think we know them to be awful. This one, people expected them to be good from what they've seen so far this season. It just hasn't looked right yet. They're still two and one. And they actually have one of the league's most dominating defenses at the moment. I'm taking Denver plus two and a half against the Raiders. Denver's defense like has been pick. amazing. If you can just progressively get something more from Russell Wilson. I know that's a big ask at the moment, but I feel like he's going to be okay. And Vegas has been straight up bad. Like, they're not good. I, I don't know what, like, people want them to be really good. They It's almost like the Chargers in a weird way. They look at the players and they're like, oh yeah, of course these guys are going to be good. But they haven't put anything together. And you can know if they're up by 14 late, they're going to blow it. And if they're down by 14 late, they're going to stage some sort of comeback and fall short. So... Denver has been significantly better than Vegas so far this season, despite the fact that everyone thinks that they suck. The best unit on this team in this game is going to be the Denver both run defense and pass defense. Those are the two best units we've seen by far from either of these teams. So I I had this at Denver Denver minus two, and they're plus two, plus two and a half. So I kind of got to gut it out here and take the Denver Broncos. People thinking, like, and this is the thing. When I first looked at these spreads, that's what I do. I'm like, oh, Raiders two and a half, desperate team. And then this is the thing. Over time, you start to think. It's like, look what Denver's defense has done to any team, right? Other than Seattle, that one quarter where Geno Smith had the plays and it was it was their Super Bowl against Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking at Denver, like, and they had fumbles. Like, they could be a lot better. They've had horrible offensive, I would say, bad luck a lot of the time, right? Pozzola, Melvin Gordon's yep. a, got fumbleitis. 
No, this is the thing. People are going to look to the Raiders. I think Denver's the play, Pat. That's a very savvy, savvy selection. Yeah, Vegas right now, Rob, is in the bottom half of the league, the bottom 10 in the league in both offense and defense. Agreed. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm on Denver too. I, they were, I'll, I'll just say right now, like save us the time. They're going to be my bronze play this week. They're one of the nice. other ones that I liked as well. Uh, I think the only thing I will mention is that historically speaking, teams that start 0-3 against the spread in the NFL, which is what the Raiders are, tend to be a valuable bet in week four. I don't care personally. I still think people just overvalue the Raiders. They don't have an offensive line and they don't have a secondary. They just continuously get torched. Um, you know, cars under pressure all the time. They can't really stop opposing offenses. And what we know about the NFL is that these games in the spotlight, like Denver just beat the San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo, who went to the playoffs last year, who went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. The 49ers are a good football team. And granted, they did it in a very ugly way where they won, you know, 11 to 10 and Russell Wilson looked horrible for a large majority of the game, but they just beat the 49ers as an underdog at home like that that's a big win but in the eyes of people it was so ugly that they've downgraded denver i don't downgrade denver at all like to me that's an impressive performance being able to beat san francisco regardless of how you do it so i do think russ will come around he did show in the fourth quarter especially the ability to use his legs again which had been missing all season um and and if he can get to be that mobile russ one more time i do think that their offense will eventually turn it around so um biggest concern with denver injury report as it is every week, who knows who's going to play for them. But overall, I, I think the Raiders are a team to continue fading going forward. Yeah, yeah you kind of hit on it, Cam. This just seemed, and uh, sorry, Rob, that people have watched Denver in two very high-profile games so far, Cam. And yep. they haven't liked I haven't liked what I've seen yet. I mean, they're, they're fine. Like Their defense is great. Yeah, That's the thing. And now, and now you're playing a Raiders team prone to mistakes. And I'm going to tell you, McDaniels, all these disciples of the Bill Belichick Patriots tree, like Matt Patricia with chicken bones in his beard and all that. What have these guys done? What have you done? That's another thing. Like uh, this guy, like he's even said, like uh, Devontae Adams is double teamed all the time. It's like the coaching staff doesn't look like they're doing their homework. Like I'm watching a Raiders game. It's very convoluted. Rob, you'd know more like you break down the numbers. I just do the eye test and I look and I go, it doesn't look right. There's big problems with this team. I got the numbers. Tons of you have done it, but not all of you. Yeah, so what you need to do right now, if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep, visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals, mainly because, well, yes, they are very tasty, but it's the time that they save you. Do you say you never have time to work out? Well, if you're someone that preps all your food at home, that means you need to drive to the store. You need to walk through it, make a list, get your groceries, bring them home, store them, unpack them, get the reusable bags out of the way. Then you actually have to make the meal. We're talking like two hours per meal on that. And listen, I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be, for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off. That's code MAYO50 at factormeals.com slash MAYO50 to get 50% off. The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super 
easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits come from, where sales are coming from, then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. It makes it all easy, all in one spot, for a very low cost, and it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business. So, Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, well, let's get into the bronze selections. We need to rebound with the bronze picks. I uh, try to get back over 500 of that. Although I don't think people will be complaining if we go under 500 on the bronze picks as long as we stay at like 90% on the other two. Can I can I give five bronze picks and then we take the best <laughs> record out of them? Like if I go three and two, it's a winner? I would like to do that, actually. That, that would be nice. We'll, 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 we'll do Cam's Yankee at the end, but you got to pick one for oh, your okay. bronze pick and then we'll go through the ones Thanks. at the end. You're very accommodating, Pat. Thank you. Because I just, it's hard narrowing it down as I, like a broken record, say this every week. How do you guys make three picks? Like, I, to me, it's like it's foreign. Like, I, I look I, and I go, there's seven things that I like and I'll knock it down, like maybe four or five, but I can't do three. Well, look, so some, yeah. some, some weeks I'll have like six spread bets, yeah. money line bets in, prop bets, whatever it is. Like, I just look at the board this week. I like Tennessee. I like Denver. Those are the only two bets I have in so far. And that, it's I a mean, tough week. I'll, I'll bet my bronze pick because I'm not going to give out a pick on the show. I'm, I'm not going to bet. That would be very disingenuous. So I, right. I'm, I'm factored into three bets per week. But like last week, I had four bets. That was it. Like I, I don't feel yeah. the need to play the entire board. I, I just go with the flow of the show. I make my gold pick beforehand and then I have like a short list of the rest of the games I like. And I just kind of feel it as I go along. So, I mean... Uh, I'm the same as Cam. It's it's tough to limit it to three. I mean, for silver and bronze every week, I'm considering like four or five different games and I just kind of, you know, I have to feel it. And um, in the moment, I just randomly pick it when it's somehow worked out. Although I will say that the, like it's been a good year so far. So the other ones could have worked out as well. Yeah, this is the process. Let's stick to it. It's going well, Cam. Bronze pick. Yep. Okay, bronze pick. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers against the Rams. Uh, I think it's a bounce-back spot for them. Tough game. It's only minus one and a half. I think Jimmy G is going to be a lot better this week. As for the Rams, I'm worried about Stafford against that 49ers D. I'll tell you one thing. Denver won that game, but San Francisco's defense is fine. They just got to clean things up a bit. I think this is a get-right spot for San Francisco, a good spot at home laying one and a half. I also like the Bengals on Thursday night. That was interesting. And uh, what else was I looking at? Uh, the Lions, I think, might be attractive. Uh, the Bears, to dare I say the Bears against the Giants. But I'm going to go with San Francisco. Let's go with San Francisco minus one and a half. I think they're going to get it done against the Rams. How do you guys feel about that pick? I almost made, I'm not going to do it now, but I was considering making the Rams plus one and a half, my bronze pick. I just, oh. the moment Trent Williams went out of that game, San Francisco was exactly. pitiful on offense and he's not going to be there. They, they will at least have the full week to script some plays. And I think they'll come out with something to catch the Rams off guard, but that is the big like that's the it's such a huge loss like people underrate the loss of obviously we know how important left tackles are in the nfl i don't think the average person knows how important it is and trent williams is just like he's a first ballot hall of famer left tackle right um yeah i i 
I, I don't have a read on the game. I really don't. I would have considered San Fran pretty heavily this week if Williams was there. But without him, uh, I, it's it's just a different animal for, for the 49ers offensive line right now. So, I mean, I like the over in this game. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. the total's – like, look at these games. These teams play every year two times. The total's always in the upper 40s, like pretty much consistently. And now because of the scoring in the NFL, we're at like 41 and a half. That that's my only prerogative on the game. I, I can't I can't like support. I'm not a for or against Cam's pick at all. Yeah, I mean I it does feel like the Williams injury is factored into the line because I think if he's playing, this is probably with the Ra- the way the Rams have played so far, it's probably a point difference. This is probably minus two and a half San Francisco at home if he's healthy. So it's like a coin flip situation, but that's like kind of where I'm at right now. You came, you hit on another one that I was considering making my bronze pick, but I like the other side of the game. I actually like the Seahawks plus four against Detroit. Wow. So do I. Wow. You guys like the Seahawks? It's, it's, but yeah, it's, the it, line's it, gone it, down. It, it has, it has nothing to do with the Seahawks. Really? It's more about Detroit. Same. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like it's, it, it's about Detroit being in this position of an underdog. Like Detroit's a great team against a spread, right? Like you always, yeah. again, they cover last week is different position now, right? Needing to win by margin. And then like the entire offense is on the injury report. Like the Andre Swift's not going to play St. Brown uh, trending towards not playing DJ Chark on the injury report, Josh Reynolds on the injury report, TJ Hawkinson, uh, their left guard, Jonah Jackson, their center, Frank Ragnall's back on the injury report. It's like, I, I still think I don't like Seattle, by the way. I don't like them at, at I think that they're a little bit undervalued though, just because of who they have played, right? They've played Denver, they've played San Fran, two good teams. Last week they played Atlanta. Close game. Atlanta's better than people give them credit mm-hmm. for as well. I, I so agree. Oh, really? Oh, I really? Seattle's actually, Atlanta might be okay. Well, they're okay. I mean, they might be okay. Yeah. Like we're not they'll you know. cover they're three and oh ATS. They're covering yeah. numbers. And in my world, that's a good thing. Yeah, because they might not win win games, but they cover. They're a lot like Detroit in a weird way. They play exactly the same style of football. They're very efficient on offense. They can move the ball. They'll be aggressive and they can't play defense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's the defense is the limiting factor for them, but um yeah, I mean I'm 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 kind of Seattle uh, I mean, that got bet down a lot, though, right? Like, that's come from six to four this week already. A lot of that's the Lions injury report, but I still think that there's even room at four to bet Seattle here. Yeah, I like the plus four. So I'm either going to take Seattle plus four, or there is a prop in this game that is my favorite prop of the week, I think. I'll kind of hammer back down on it. By my projections, the line is about 14 yards short, and that's not even putting external factors into play here. Tyler Lockett over 62.5 receiving yards. With the way that Okuda has shut down number one receivers so far, and knowing that he's going to be lined up on DK Metcalf, that it's going to be like one of those 17 target games for Tyler Lockett. That's just how I envision this game going. Because Detroit's going to score. Like, Seattle's not stopping anyone. So there's going to be a bulk of plays, even with how slow Seattle plays they're going to be forced to pass here I agree with you um I mean it's Oruwarie is the other corner starting corner for the Lions I think that's like a very exploitable matchup the Lions secondary is bad they're not getting pressure at the rate I would have expected for their front seven as well seems like Aiden Hutchinson's like the only competent pass rusher there so um yeah I don't I don't mind that like I'm not a props player at all so like just for the audience out there, I don't want to, you know, sound like a sharp props guy. So whenever Pat gives out a prop, I just, before he even says what he likes, I kind of just put a number in my head and I, I think that that number should be higher. Yeah, like I have it projected at 74 and a half receiving yards is what I thought the line was going to be once I ran 10,000 simulations. You too can run prop simulations all you want at runthesims.com slash mayo. Get yourself the 10% off. Easy stuff. And it's been, we had the, the top seven props last week and I was like, well, I don't trust this Cordero Patterson projection. That's stupid. That's not going to happen. The top seven all smashed. It wasn't even close. The overs and the unders. And this one just kind of pops out with the numbers that I have. And that, like I said, that's not even fact in that D- I think that DK is going to be covered and shadowed this entire game, and they're just not going to throw to him. The other sneaky thing here is, per DVOA cam, Seattle is the 11th best passing offense in the NFL. Listen, I'm going to tell you guys, like it's like we talked about with Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. Geno Smith, actually, I'm, 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 I'm happy. What do you want from this guy? Like He's actually getting a little bit better. He's not a perfect quarterback, but this is the thing. He's making, he's making progression. Seattle's an awful team. And this guy's actually grinding out there. And I, you know what? 
they're okay. Like it's it, it, to your point, Seattle, Rob and Pat are undervalued. Like we talk about them as the worst team in the league, but you know, they're, they're bad. They're very bad, but they're not like garbage, garbage, sewage, rotten, like rotten eggs, bad. They can cover some numbers this week. And you guys got me thinking, cause I like the lions and now I'm starting to worry a bit. Uh, that game might be uh, a good place to take Seattle. And Geno Smith covers numbers. That's one thing he does. He's pretty good ATS. I will say in the history of this show, though, and Pat would attest to this as well, whenever it's Cam on one side <laughs> and, and Ian Pat on the other, I think Cam hits at like a 90% clip. So go with your gut, Cam. I would not discourage you. If whatever you originally liked in the game, I would strongly advise that you continue going forward with that and not – heed our advice considering well your track i did it with carolina last week right like i don't know were you guys all yeah like carolina was a game i was confident with and a lot of people not just you guys like i got mocked a lot for that pick on with by, by people online and stuff it's just like okay go bet the saints i like sometimes you like a game you like a game it's a, it, it's situations right yeah, I, so, believe, I believe Rob was on your side. It was me who called. Oh Car- yeah, 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 yeah. I, I called Carolina. Okay, I, I called Carolina a Ponzi scheme, and I still believe that. But they they don't. I mean, they, they recovered. They, like they it, don't have an off. Their offense is horrible. <laughs> the Carolina Ponzi yeah. schemes are horrible. They're they're a bad football team. I, I agree. So they might get murdered this week. They might. Yeah. So Cam's Yankee picks. What, so what were the, all the other games that you were looking at here, Cam? Other games, so I'm on Buffalo, San Francisco, Houston. I'll ask your opinion. I like Jacksonville plus six and a half against the Eagles. I lean Washington against the Cowboys. Denver, that you guys are already on. And I think Chicago could cover against the Giants. That Giants offensive line looks absolutely horrible. Dallas murdered Daniel Jones last week. What do you guys think? I'll Uh, tell you what's a horrible bet is needing the Giants to win by four points. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's the same. Like I took Chicago this week as well. And it's funny because I thought that Chicago was going to be by far the worst team in the league. Almost like you just spoke about Seattle. I don't think that we have a definitive team. That's just absolute trash. Like all these teams, there's more parody than I thought there was going to be. I thought there'd be like five or six teams that were objectively worse than everyone else, but there's just not like the middle, the middle to lower end is a lot closer than the middle is to the higher end in the NFL right now, at least through three weeks. What do you think? What do you guys think about the jets? I'm actually looking at the jets against the Steelers. Everyone. I like the Steelers. Everyone loves the jets this week. Uh, That's not good. You know me and that. I don't like to be on that. I like to do my own thing. Yeah. yeah, Zach Wilson is more of a boomer, but like Flacco gives you like the steady, I agree. low average play. Whereas Wilson, you like you could get the four turnovers. You might not like that. That's a that's a little bit scary. And, and now like no offensive line, right? George Fant is out for the for the Jets as well. So I don't really love the prospects of a, a turnover um, prone quarterback behind a bad offensive line. You know what? I, I just lo- want to do something on. crazy, Pat. Yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. I wanted to throw the Bengals in. I think the Bengals win tonight. I don't, but don't that's, you? that's me. No, I think the Dolphins. Oh, okay. Wow, you guys are really shutting me down today. I, 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 I'm, I'm neutral. I, I, Dolphins just played 90 plays on defense, what, three days, four days yeah. ago now? Uh, I, I could see this being like the game that they lay in eight. I'm, I'm high on Miami, by the way. I don't, I'm not saying anything bad, bad about Miami going forwards. Very difficult spot, I think, for the defense um, with the amount that they were on the field against Buffalo. Uh, I, okay, okay, in full disclosure here, I'm not going to bet this game. I don't have a strong lean either way, but this Bengals haven't looked good at all. Like they didn't even look good against no. the Jets last week. Right. Agreed. I mean, the Bengals might have serious problems. The thing is, they're, they're, it's, it's progressively getting easier for the Bengals offense, right? Because now they get Miami, who has actually even worse pass rush than the Jets. So it's kind of been going downhill by week in terms of, the quality of uh, defensive line or front seven that they've been facing. If the Bengals offense honestly cannot move the ball in like, if the offensive line looks bad again, we just need to say that this offensive line is terrible. And like, this is going to be the season for the Bengals because, yeah, but you know, what? hold, hold how, on, how, hold how on, many hold times on. can we get the L- looking at the advanced, like the advanced pressures on this. Do you know that Cincinnati and Jacksonville have given up the same amount of quarterback pressures? It just bro holds onto the ball forever. Like he's the one causing this. Yeah, he he's yeah. I mean, that's been the criticism of him since he came into the league. And even last year in the playoffs, like, you know, I, they got away with it. It was in the game, there was nine sacks against the Titans in that game. It was it was absurd. Like, so that he's just not a guy that gets it out quick. And they have a lot of routes that develop down the field as well because of the receivers that they have, obviously. So uh, I don't know. I mean, the Bengals to me are I still have no idea. I think Miami's solid. 
Like Miami's a good team. They're probably not going to compete for the Super Bowl, but they're solid. They're a playoff team. And, and I don't know about the Bengals just yet. The, when you talked about the Jets and Steelers game, Cam, I like the over of 41 and a half in that game. I could buy into that. Just every, I like, could buy into that. The, the Steelers offense, obviously it sucks, but the Jets defense might be the worst in the league. No, the thing is too, uh, I think Wilson will be able to do some things with his feet if he doesn't collapse and fall on his own without being hit. I, I, I Honestly, Pozzola, to your earlier point, did you look at the numbers? Flacco was like a top five like uh, yards generator. Like he's he's been fine. Like you give Flacco time, he will pick you apart because he's a veteran quarterback. He just can't move. I don't know what to expect with Wilson. So guys, maybe you're right. It's a very risky bet. He could be great. He could be awful. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, chances are he's going to be awful because Tim is very fired <laughs> up for Zach Wilson yeah. returning this week. Oh, he's fired up, is he? Oh, okay. That's not a good sign. I mean, I'm, I, we saw Zach Wilson, like maybe he takes a step forward. Who knows, right? I mean, we've seen, um, we've seen quarterbacks who have been absolutely horrible in their first year that figure it out in their second year. But like, until I see something from Zach Wilson, especially with the offensive, like they're down. Remember they lost Mekhi Becton before the year as well. So now they're basically down to like third and fourth string tackles. I, I don't, I don't, it's hard to back the jets. And and it's like, this is a hostile environment too. Like as much as I don't like Pittsburgh going on the road to Pittsburgh for a young quarterback who stinks against like a, a defense that just generates turnovers every game somehow, regardless I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a tough spot, I think, for the Jets. Do you worry, Cam, that Zach Wilson spent all of this time off with his two-week injury <laughs> that took him six weeks to come back from, that he's not really studying the playbook? Maybe he's more focused on his mature mom's yeah, he's, only he's fans banging, account? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's banging women. Like, what is he, what's he doing? Hey, man, I went to BYU. You know, I had lots, lots of ladies. No, I don't know if this guy's reading the playbook. That's the thing, Pat. I am concerned about that. This guy seems like a playboy, right? Like, I, I don't know what he's up to. Uh, you're right. It's a risky bet. This he might guy's be probably having sex with a lot of people. He he might be. Have you guys seen these OnlyFans picks accounts now? Like the tout accounts? No. Oh, it's the it's the new vibe now. In the it, last week or so, is, they're, is, they're is, coming is, out of the woodwork. Is it like bets with naked women or men? I suppose exactly, exactly. Come That's, watch me take off my clothes and give you a pick for tonight's Monday Night Football. I game mean, or whatever. I, I'm not going predict, to. We predicted this stuff years ago. Getting naked and making picks. That's what you do. Like a like a crazy game show. Like this is nothing new. Like with the philosophy, philosophy, right, Rob? We've talked about these. Uh, Cam, like the stupider better. Cam, take your shirt off, right? please. Take your shirt off. We'll charge premium for it. Cut you in. There I will. Go. You want me to take my shirt off? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> how thirsty are these people? I need to know how thirsty these <laughs> There we go. The gun show is out with Cam. <laughs> Unfortunately, he lost the mic now, and he's got no way to put it back on. Well, that's yeah. okay. Just, 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 just strap it right off. Don't take your pants off. We have to keep this at rated R, not rated X, Cam. Just strap that mic onto your chest hair or something. You'll be good to go. I have a golf go. ball in my stomach. The Titleist. Oh, it's huge. Oh, hopefully this doesn't get you a YouTube strike, Pat. No, I mean we'll just move to we'll move to OnlyFans. It'll be fine. <laughs> I gotta lose thirty, I think, more to get that golf ball out. Gotta lose a few more pounds. But anyway, you'll be good. Naked Cam, you can find on Twitter at Cam Stewart Live and over on. I don't Sports know why Grid. I did that. I that do. Pretty stupid. Actually. No, that's great. You got, that, that, people are gonna. That's I'm what gonna I do. I'll make this the clip. People will be fired oh, up for please, it. Please make me look good, Pat. Please, I will. We'll, we'll, I'm, we'll, I'm regretting it already. We'll, we'll Photoshop. Cam is a people pleaser. We'll Photoshop you down. You'll be good to go. Don't worry about it. Bobby Pizza at Rob Pizzola, the Hammer dot bet. You can check out myself, Rob, and Cam over there giving Survivor picks every single week. And you know what? I feel like we're gonna go record that right now. So for me, Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.